Today we are talking with Jess Baldry from the Luxembourg comedy scene. Hello, Jess. Hello. Hello, hello. So first, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Jess. I'm originally from the UK. I moved to Luxembourg for the same reason as most migrants, to find a well-paid husband. Sorry, <laughs> I've just gone into my material. Uh, no, I moved to Luxembourg in 2010 to work as a journalist. I was a journalist in the UK and there was a job going at a magazine and I really liked it here. So I stuck around and about four years ago, I became a Luxembourger. I acquired the national. Yes, because of Brexit a little bit, but also I just really wanted to be able to vote here. So I don't know if you know, but Brits, if you've lived abroad, I think it's for 14 or 15 plus years, you can no longer vote in the UK. So I really wanted to have my say in the elections. That's a really good civic reason to become a Luxembourger. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us about comedy in Luxembourg. Okay, where to begin? I'm a kind of a hobby comedian, although I, I sometimes uh, do some professional shows. But what happened is that there's been some English language comedy on and off over the years. It was sort of organised ad hoc. And then in, I think it was 2016, Joe Egan, who organises the International Comedian Shows, you might sometimes see them at Marionette, he started organising a bunch of workshops, getting comedians to workshop for people who wanted to have a go. And out of that, we were about maybe 10 or 15 people. We started to do open mics. We were at Scott and then we've moved to different places and now so that's been six years uh, now we're a community of I guess like maybe 20 to 30 individuals like so many different nationalities it's crazy I'm really as a native English speaker I'd say I'm in the minority in that group so it's it's super impressive when you see the material that people come up with and the way they perform in a language that's not their first language so I'd say yeah it's really really grown uh, from basically having one open mic a month we now have three a week it's amazing so you want me to talk you through the different open mics yeah absolutely all right well I'll start with my my favorite it's the newest one and we're called the Duchess of Comedy like Duchess with an E we started in September basically we were run by women we want to see more women more women performing and uh, more women producing and so to make that happen women need to see women doing it so we had a a group of us we set that up it's Wednesday nights and that's at eight o'clock in a bar called there's gonna be a lot of information in this interview so take a pen and paper if you're interested yeah so the Duchess of Comedy every Wednesday in Reesbourne, which is a bar here in the train station district, not far from where we are. And it's a mixed bill, not just women, just it's women run. And it's a very cool bar, actually. If you get a chance to go there, it's a gaming bar. You can play board games, you can play video games. It's it's just very, very different to what, you know, you kind of normally see in Luxembourg. So that's Wednesdays. Tuesdays, you can catch one of the Luxembourg comedy shows at Vantage, which is in Dommeldange. That starts at nine o'clock. Again, it's a mixed bill of comedians just trying their material. And on Thursday, Thursday night, again, Luxembourg Comedy uh, is at Up Down, which is the bar in the Grund at the bottom of the Great Lift. And we're in the cellar there, which is a very cool venue because it's perfect for comedy because you're sort of in this dark cave, essentially. <laughs> and it's and that's that's what you want. You need this sort of intimacy where an audience can feel like less self-conscious and laugh. So those are the three main open mic. And one thing I wanted to mention, we're kind of an open mic, but one of the reasons we've got quite a lot of women doing comedy today is that earlier this year, me and four other comedians I met from the greater region we decided to organize a women's comedy festival it's called Vestrogen and uh, we did it a first edition in May and one in October and it started with the idea of having workshops like I said earlier we want to have more inclusion in the comedy scene a lot of the times it would just be one of two women on the bill and I mean sometimes that can be lonely you know especially if the the material of the men is very oh how to say (laughs) kind of focused on male genitalia uh, for example (laughs) which is you know so we really want to encourage more women just to try it out 
out. And also, I think it's a very good thing to do for personal development. But I'll go into the benefits a little bit later. So yeah, we, we created these workshops. One in May was a beginner's workshop. And in October was a more advanced workshop. So the cohort who joined us in May could then go a little bit, progress a bit further with their skills. Because essentially, I mean, comedy is it's just techniques at the end of the day. You learn them and you apply it to your life and you get stories and jokes. And so out of that, we had some women comedians teaching the workshop and we got them to perform. So we had some pro shows as well. So Festogen hopefully will bring some more women comedians to the country. So that brings me into the professional shows because everything I just mentioned is all open mics. Sometimes you might hear an open mic material that's a bit weird or not very funny, but that's the whole idea. It's just, it's a playground. It's a chance to practice material in theory, a safe environment. So not all of the jokes are going to hit, but open mic is a cool place to see how the craft of comedians. But if you want to see a more professional, more polished show, there's actually so many traveling comedians coming through. I'm going to mention two of the main organizers, or three. First one is Luxembourg Laughing Out Loud. They are L-L-O-L. And they may be every Saturday or every other Saturday, it depends. They have their shows in Le Croc Beden, uh, which is a cool little bar in Limpertsburg. There's an amazing downstairs room. It's like something out of The Great Gatsby. Again, a really perfect venue because it's sort of dark and closed and get a really good laugh. And so you can see a lot of traveling comedians performing there. Luxembourg Comedy will also host traveling comedians, professionals. And as I mentioned at the beginning, international comedians that's run by Joe Egan, and they tend to host their shows at the Marionette in Rue de Strasbourg. Now, to find any of those gigs, I would recommend anyone just go straight to Facebook, LLOL, Luxembourg Comedy, International Comedians. There are also some traveling comedians who pass through Luxembourg who decide to set up their own show, which is which is perfectly normal. You know, it's quite a democratic medium. You just you just contact a venue and rent it or, or ask the owner if you can have the space. So for those sorts of people, I would say just keep your eyes peeled on social media. One of the guys who does regularly organize those sorts of shows, and I, I do recommend him. He's a lovely chap. He's called Daniel Belkin, Dan Belkin, B-E-L-K-I-N. He's sort of based one week of the month, I think, in Berlin. And then he comes to Luxembourg for a week and then he'll go to another city for a week. And in Luxembourg, he'll organize a bunch of different shows. So he'll do his own pro show, but he'll he did a something recently called Fake Freuds, where he asked the local comedians to give some really great advice on people's life problems. Um, he's also very heavily involved in the improv scene, which I'm going to talk about next, because the next thing is how do people get involved? That's what you want to hear, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what I was going to ask next. So yeah, if people want to get involved in comedy, there's so many different ways you can get involved. I know most people are like, I don't want to do comedy. That sounds terrifying. Well, just come and watch a show. There's no comedy if you don't have an audience. So <laughs> we would love to have you guys come to any of our open mics and uh, come try and come with an open mind. Uh, also, if you want to pay for a show, we'd love that too. So yeah, there's like I mentioned, there's a bunch of shows going on all the time. There's three open mics a week. Uh, the open mics, by the way, are free, but often there will be a collection at the end just to pay for things like Facebook advertisements and maybe some materials and things like that. Now, if you do want to have a go at open mic, I really, really recommend it because yes, okay, it is nerve wracking. Put yourself out there, your own material. You know, it's it's not like doing a play where you're just performing someone else's words. This is you. This is you putting yourself out there. But I think you'll find very quickly it's super addictive. When you get that first laugh, it's the most amazing feeling. And then when you crack the the techniques, like I was saying earlier, there are joke techniques, there are joke structures. When you crack them and you work them around your story or your narrative, it's just great. It's a wonderful creative person. I like to, I write fiction and I'm also a journalist, but this is something else. This is, I don't know, fiction on speed. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's how do you start writing your own material? That's a good question. Uh, I would say depends what your learning technique is. Maybe some people can throw themselves in at the deep end and already have material. Then go for it. If you're the sort of person who likes to read a book, that's me. <laughs> then um, a good starting book is called The Comedy Bible. The New Comedy Bible, I think, is the latest version. And it was written by an American comedian called Judy Carter. And she actually runs online comedy courses. And there's a bunch of online courses still. I know, it, despite the fact that we're moving kind of progressing a little bit out of the pandemic, there's still online courses. If you just touch on, on social media or join one of these comedy groups on social media, just ask around. And of course, if you're listening to this and you're living in a place like the UK, you'll find face-to-face -face courses all the time. Now, I did mention Festogen, and we do have courses there. The idea of Festogen was we wanted comedy to be more inclusive, and that's Festogen is therefore aimed at people identifying as women or queer. So that might exclude some people, but at the same time, the uh, the Duchess of Comedy, we do have regular meetups, actually. We meet up at least once a month. So people who have jokes, you bring them along, you try them out, and we'll give you some feedback. So that's kind of a nice beta test before you go on the terrifying point of going on stage. And if people are like, yeah, I like it, it's good, it's brilliant, you need a bit of confidence to go on stage because that's actually a big part of it. You could have the funniest joke. If you don't have the confidence to deliver it, then it's really a, a massive shame. Um, how else can you get involved? Oh yeah, this is the last thing I wanted to mention. Improv, improvisation. Um, improv isn't comedy, but there are a lot of synergies going on there. I mean, for example, if you were going to host a show, they would say, try and use the improv technique, yes, and, you know, when you're doing crowd work and stuff like that. So um, there is a lady in Luxembourg called Melissa Dalton. She runs the Dig Deep Improv shows. Uh, they're usually held at uh, Le Croc Baden. And that's quite a good way to put yourself out there just perform and and explore basically your own character so yeah those are the ways you can get involved and I think the last thing you want to know was what are the benefits why do it <laughs> like why spend so much of your free time writing and performing this material in front of unimpressed audiences <laughs> and, and going home feeling no no well I mean when I think like anything when you want to do something and you see yourself getting better it's it's brilliant. It's the most, it gives you so much confidence, right? When you see yourself making this progress. I think it's important to when you go into this, if you do want to do comedy, I would say it's important to know what you want to get out of it. Is it just that you want to know how laughter works? You know, how, how to make people laugh? Do you want to be a comedian? Are you having fun? And to remind yourself every time you go out on stage to be like, okay, I'm doing this because I love it or because uh, I want to get better or because I want to do a one hour comedy special on Netflix in <laughs> two years time. You know, keep in mind what your goals are. And then you can really, plot out how, how to get there and you will see your confidence grow I, I'm not show off or boast or anything but I, I was really fortunate that I had a another comedy friend she, she works on Festogen with me and she wanted to go to the Edinburgh Fringe this year and she was like but I don't want to go on alone do you want to come with me and I would never have done that on my own so I said yes because <laughs> I have no boundaries and um <laughs> And so I went with her and I wrote some material and we had a really fun show there called 50 Ways to Leave Your Employer. So, you know, so that was the other thing. You get to meet people, get to meet people who can challenge you and who you can make friends with. You're not going to be friends with everyone. That's just life, isn't it? But you get to meet some really great people. You get to meet people in the audiences too. I don't know how many times I've bumped into people who are like, I know you. Were you at that show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of nice. And yeah, why not? It's a great way to meet people in Luxembourg if you're struggling. And then the last thing, the last benefit, I guess, is quite a nice self-learning journey a lot of comedians would joke that they they do comedy because it's cheaper than therapy and <laughs> I mean it is well I don't know it depends how much money you invest in it traveling around to gigs and stuff 
But uh, it's just a nice way to explore your life. I was saying earlier, you learn like the joke techniques, the joke structures, but you still need to apply it to your life. You can't you can't talk about someone else's life. You know, everyone wants to know what your life is like, what your emotions are about certain topics. I found I've really gotten to know myself a lot better over the last few years and really kind of grown and developed. So I'd say that's another another big appeal. Wow, there's quite a bit going on in this <laughs> in this comedy scene in Luxembourg, isn't there? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So lastly, do you have any tips or tricks beyond comedy <laughs> that would make integration into Luxembourg easier? Oh, yes, I've got two for you. So before doing comedy, I used to do a lot of sports and I played touch rugby in Luxembourg. For those listeners who are not familiar, touch rugby is not meant to have tackles. I mean, sometimes people do run into you, but that's not the idea. You're meant to just touch people. It's a very, very fast-paced sport, and so it gets you good good fitness. The club that I was part of was RCL and we had a women's team and we'd go off and play tournaments and stuff and I'm still really, really close. Some of them are my closest friends that I played with and, and beyond just friendships, I mean professionally network, building a professional network. There's a corporate touch league every summer. A lot of offices would have their own teams. There would be a team for PwC and Deloitte and in fact I had a team for my company back then and uh, so you get to meet people from other companies and professionally, yeah, that's been great. It's been really helpful over the years when I've been trying to interview people for work and be like, oh, I know someone who works in that company. Maybe they can help me find this person. So I really recommend doing a, a team sport. It doesn't have to be touch rugby. Maybe that, that's a bit intense, but there's other maybe more gentle team sports out there. I'm not going to mention gentle team sports because I'm sure I'm going to in- insult somebody. <laughs> like, what? You think netball is gentle? <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> netball is not gentle. <laughs> so yeah, do a team sport. Then the other thing I'd say is to integrate, to really like get to know maybe the real Luxembourgers. I think the biggest... The best thing we did was to move out of the city, me and my partner, and we live in a little village in the south, and we've met a lot of Luxembourgers, and we, yeah, we've made, made some really good friends there. So uh, I recommend if you really want to see the real Luxembourg, if you can, move out the city or spend some time outside of the city. There's usually like little fairs, you know, around Christmas time. Um, yeah, there's some nice Christmas markets, in fact, outside of the city too. Like uh, the one in Strassen is amazing. I don't know if you've been to it. Um, I don't think so, no. no. But if you just try out these little markets and these little events and... Yeah, You'll meet people very quickly. Many of the small villages have festivals throughout the year also. So those, exactly, yeah. Those are kind of great to go to and, and to see people outside your normal social circle. Absolutely. It's hard to find them, though. I mean, if you don't drive, if you don't drive outside of the city, it's hard to find these places. But maybe just ask around. And in our commune, I think it's once every five years, they have a maze, a labyrinth made out of maze. Oh, really cool. <laughs> I know. Oh, so in the US, we'd call that a corn maze. Like, yes. Yeah. It's a popular thing in the States, right? It is very popular. Yeah. yeah. In the fall, all the different orchards and farmers will they grow the crops just for that purpose. So Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think they only do it once every five years because it's volunteer led and it's a lot of work obviously and they do it as a fundraiser so uh, yeah that's just one of the many things you can do well i'd like to thank you very much for coming in and talking to us today thank you so much for having me 